Okay, so um, this podcast kind of came about because I was having a rant on Instagram, which I've started doing more and more lately because I don't, I don't even know. I think just because there's no one in person to rant at. Someone needs to see the honesty, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I can see some honesty on Instagram, I can't lie. Sorry? It's nice to see some like honesty on Instagram. It's not all that. Just yeah, like- I really like when people like post stuff that they're struggling with on Instagram yeah like I saw someone posted recently talking about how they feel pressure to like look a certain size or lose a certain amount of weight and I was like that is everyone but there's only one person who's like admitted it I know I I feel like it'd be much less toxic if everyone just kind of accepted that insta life is not real life and that we all have like shitty days and that's kind of normal yeah yeah that's true quite so refreshing when you see someone like if you have a rant on instagram or <coughs> people just say when they're having a bad time it's like yes thank you for being real that, i so agree with that yeah but at the same time i'm kind of torn because on the one hand i'm like instagram perpetuates this really unhealthy mm-hmm. um like standard of what you're supposed to look like but on the other hand, I do think that I still try and, like, meet that standard. I also feel like I, yeah, we talk about people posting sort of toxic things and trying to meet a certain standard. But I definitely play into it. I perpetuate it just as, you know, as much as other people do sometimes. Um, so it's hard to realise that you're doing it sometimes because it's just so, I guess. It's Ingrained. Just, yeah, like, it's just so natural for you to following those behaviours I guess I don't know it's a strange one but occasionally you get like moments of clarity and you're like oh maybe that isn't the best thing to to kind of perpetuate but yeah like you say and it definitely affects how I you know my your kind of self-esteem and your confidence and stuff it it must have a big impact but I just don't notice it explicitly for sure I think I notice it when you know, after you post a photo and it gets a certain amount of likes, mm. like if it's less than I expect, that can ruin my whole day, which yeah. is really, it's I, really embarrassing, but it's true. But yeah, it's a, it's a shame, isn't it? That it has so much impact on us, but it does. Like when you, I don't know about you, but whenever I post anything on Instagram, I like make a deal with myself. Like I post it and then I'm like, right, I'm going to put my phone away and then I put it away and then I just try not to think about it for a bit of time. But then... When I get my phone back, I mean, like, if I don't get the amount of likes that I'd like, I'm gutted. And it's just like, it really doesn't make any difference. I am getting better at not caring, but it's not, it's not like consistently better. Like some days I'm like, oh, I'm really annoyed that I didn't get this or I didn't get that. And then other days I'm just, I'm like, oh, well, I like that picture. So it's fine. <laughs> okay. So one of the questions that I wanted to look at, or like one of the areas was how we come to realize the expectations about body image that Mm. society places on us so do you think that we are always aware from like the moment we're born of what we look like or do you think at a certain age you start realizing that you have this like external image that other people have opinions on I don't know I think in my sort of memories and my kind of my perspective I don't remember worrying so much about what I look like from a really really young age not sort of from my early memories it wasn't something 
I was particularly worried about, although I might have an argument with my mum at about five about what I wanted to wear or something. But I think that was more about like what I, you know, Your style more day rather than wear practical clothes. Um, so yeah, I think for me, it was kind of when I went to secondary school, I guess, like 11, 12, that's when it started to, like, to turn towards focusing on it more. Because like, I mean, my school, my primary school where I was before, when I kind of from like four to like 10, 11, you know, it was very small and like just a little village, village school. And it wasn't, I don't really remember there being that pressure to look a certain way, but I do remember it changing when we got to secondary school because it was a much bigger school. And I feel like as people become teenagers and all those hormones, that definitely has a part to play, you know, like you, you want to make new friends and you want to have boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever else. And like, you want to impress people. And I think that's, that appearance comes into that a lot. Um, I can't yeah. wish, but it, it definitely does. And like, I feel like that's part of the, like, the learning process of being a teenager. appearance isn't everything, but at one point in your life, when you're like 13, 14, 15, it is, or it seems like a huge, like really, really important thing. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's the age where appearance is the most important to you. And it's also the age where your appearance objectively is the worst. Yeah. Because yeah. your skin's a mess, your teeth are really bad. Like yeah. everything's just wrong. So I feel like no one is happy with how they look at that age. Or I, I don't know. I don't know many people who were very content with how they looked at 15. Because that, unless you had like you were skinny but also had good boobs and a good bum and you had clear skin and you had really long blonde hair like you, somebody would say something to you about your appearance regardless of what you look like so I don't think anyone really escaped that kind of criticism from yourself but also from other people it's quite a savage kind of time in your life because people basically tell you what they really think sometimes and that although that's valuable if it's about your appearance obviously it can be quite hurtful and it can kind of affect how you think about yourself. So yeah. it was definitely an issue for me when I grew up, like ginger hair, like small boobs. That was always my, like my main issues. But I was thinking about it earlier and I was like, well, if I had, I don't know, like boobs that I was happier with at the time, do you think, do I really think I'd then be happy with my body? Probably not. Like I just find something else to criticize. Like it's just, it's kind of part of the process, I think, to some extent, to just kind of have that period where you're really critical of yourself because then you learn how to be nicer to yourself, I guess. Like, fake it till you make it was something I lived by for years. Just, like, pretend you're confident and people will believe you're confident. And I think it's true, but then I think it, it can be dangerous, actually, because, like you say, you then think, oh, if I look like her, I'd be so confident. And reality is everyone has their own kind of doubts or, like, self-doubts or whatever. As you get older, you kind of get... I don't know for me anyway I've definitely got although I do care about what I look like and I and I do stress about it sometimes on my confidence it does affect my confidence sometimes definitely less focused on it than I used to be as a value as an indicator of how much I'm worth like my self-worth and value I guess like it's more about like am I a good person am I a good friend like am I proud of myself as a human being rather than do I look like fit enough do I look skinny enough is my skin clear enough and all that kind of stuff you know do you think that was like the result of just getting older or were there other experiences or things that happened that kind of helped you to be more positive about how you saw yourself um 
I guess partly it's getting older um, and just, I've always been, I'm quite, although I'm like really, really thin skinned and I take things super personally, I'm also quite good at kind of <laughs> just getting on and like sucking it up and moving on with it. But it's kind of easier said than done. And like, although that's what I, you know, that's what I want to be all the time. I always want to be aware that my, what I look like isn't, isn't all that important. And, you know, there are other things that I, I care about more. It's, it's much easier said than done. Like I don't have every day where I feel like that. So it's still an ongoing process, but I think as you get older, you just, I guess it's in other people as well. Like you can have friends that are like the most beautiful people, you know, but reality is that doesn't make them a good friend necessarily. Like you can, that, that's not a, an indicator of them as a good person and someone, and as someone you want around. And also when you're at work and you're not in a student anymore, like working and being busy, you don't really, I certainly have started valuing like my contributions at work, what I'm like as an, like how good I am at my job and all those kind of things. They've definitely become not more important than my appearance, but certainly more in focus than they used to be. So that's nice because it just kind of, it's almost like a distraction or a different way to value yourself that isn't based on what you look like, you know? So I've noticed you have been doing a lot of yoga lately. <laughs> I have. Um, when did you start doing yoga and what was the reasoning behind it? I started it a few years back, but kind of on and off. Um, I'm trying to think when I started it, maybe like 17, 18. So like when I was still at home before I went to uni. Um, but I kind of did it on and off, not really regularly. Um, and then I did it a little bit at, at uni, kind of on and off again. But I've really got into it during lockdown. I think it's just because oh, I find it really hard to be motivated to do like hit workouts and cardio and all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't, although it makes me feel better in terms of like health and fitness, it doesn't really help my kind of well-being all that much. Like I just, I don't know, I always be like, oh, well, I'm not working hard enough. Or if, you know, if my muscles aren't shaking by the end of the session, I haven't tried hard enough. And I'm really critical of myself in those kind of scenarios. And I find that yoga is a bit different in that I can get things out of it without feeling like I have to really like give myself a hard time. And to really get the most out of it, you kind of have to be properly in control of like your breathing and like where your headspace is. And so it's kind of automatic that after a yoga session, you feel better mentally just because the two kind of go hand in hand. Um, but definitely during lockdown, it's become my like go-to thing. I try and do a little bit a day, but I mean, it varies depending on how I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely been helpful. I just think it's, it's a good one to see progress in without feeling like you need to be achieving a lot. If that makes sense, like you can make progress without it being a really showy piece of achievement, you know? Yeah, I think that's kind of like the whole internal, external validation thing, like kind of doing exercise because it makes you feel good rather than that you're seeing external results. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something I've had like issues with before. Not so much... Yeah, maybe just like going, starting a new workout regime and then obsessing over finding results and like seeing results in my body. That's something that I, I have found quite hard in the past, like completely obsessed about wanting to see change where I don't, you know, in problem areas, if that's what you want to call them. Um, whereas I have got better at kind of, I don't know, more like, I think it's called performance-based goals, like 
goals where it's not about look, you look skinny or you look more muscly. It's more like you ran 5K and you did it faster this week than you did it last week. Or, I don't know, you got to the next level on that yoga pose that you've been trying to do for weeks and all those kind of things, which does help. Because I think, like you say, that kind of internal, it's internal validation a little bit more than kind of, look, you look great. Clearly, you're doing everything right kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm the same. I think I've noticed that, like, since we've gone into lockdown, I've been trying to do all these workouts, and I found that I was getting really obsessed. I think because I was recording a lot of them, I was getting really obsessed with, like, do I look as toned as I did the day before? Or, like, a few days ago, did I have more of a six-pack than I do now? And I think it's so easy when you're being like you're following a really strict workout routine. It's so easy to start getting so obsessive about what your body looks like, which sort of defeats the whole purpose of it. Yeah, yeah it does. And also it doesn't it never works for me, like being obsessed and then getting frustrated if I don't see results. That doesn't motivate me to keep going. It just makes me spiral and then normally give up on it <laughs> it doesn't yeah yeah I'm same or even that could even if that was the end goal like it's not conducive to keeping me going with it it just and if that even if there was progress which I'm sure there probably is but it might just not be might not be noticeable it's not really yeah you'd still be critical you'd still find things that aren't good enough that you want to make better and it it's kind of a vicious circle and um, I was reading into like a lot of different like body image blogs and things Mm -hmm. and something that is quite popular at the moment is this um it's called body neutrality oh yeah so it's the idea that so you have like body positivity which is that you're supposed to really love your body Mm -hmm. and then body neutrality is basically getting to a point where you don't really have an opinion about what you look like you're just sort of getting on with your life and not thinking about your appearance at all so um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it's something that's attainable or do you think that we're always going to have an opinion of what we look like? It's an interesting like, theory, I guess. But my hesitations are that we live in, in a world where appearance means so much, like for men and for women, but it does seem more so for women. I'm, I mean, I'm a bit biased in being a woman, so I don't know so much about, about the issues for guys, but it, it, I can't really imagine it, like being in a world where we don't really notice our bodies, they're so irrelevant that we don't, they don't, we're neutral. Like I, it would be great for that to be the case to some extent, but I, I just think we're in a world where we're so driven by Instagram and like advertising and being healthy and healthy means skinny and toned and, you know, doing workouts on a daily basis that I can't really imagine it happening but at the same time yeah in a weird way it's actually harder to be neutral than it is just to be positive isn't it about your body yeah yeah I agree I think it's maybe because when we either like critique or we appreciate the way we look it's kind of coming from that same part of our brain that is forming an opinion about the way we look and I think it's really hard after years of being conditioned to just sort of cut out that train of thought absolutely and I think it yeah I suppose it's possible it is attainable but a huge amount would have to change in terms of what we're exposed to on a daily basis and it's not just Instagram although that is definitely a big factor but 
even like advertising you see on the trains and you know just everything love island and all of those kind of things they have a huge influence on how we view our own body so if we then got to a point where we basically didn't care it would be an interesting one particularly with you know there's these questions about sort of childhood obesity and unhealthy unhealthy eating and you know risks of diabetes and heart disease and all that kind of stuff so there is that other pressure from the other side that says look no you need to be healthy you need to lose weight to remain a healthy human being so there is a weird balance between Instagram and advertising can be really, really toxic and and fat shaming, but also, you know, government advice is that we should all be eating this these kind of things a day, this many calories a day, we should be exercising this often a day, you know. So it's it's a bit of a it's a bit contradictory, I guess. Yeah. I think it comes back to that. How do you lead a healthy lifestyle that isn't like driven by wanting yeah. to get that external validation yeah yeah it's just about having the strength to validate yourself okay so those were all the questions that i had thank mm-hmm. you for your insights it was very interesting that is all right my dear much much fun i appreciated this it. it was a nice chat